Hello everybody and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those that like their knitting, yarn and comedy in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Milmine and coming up in today's show we have a rundown of Nitty News, a rundown of my latest projects and a review of Yokes by Kate Davies. Hello everybody and welcome to twen- episode 28 of the podcast. A warm welcome to all new and returning listeners. It's great to be back podcasting with you today. Today is Wednesday the 31st of December 2014. Hogmanay in Bonnie, Scotland, which is where I'm podcasting to you from. And I hope you've all had a lovely and peaceful Christmas and that Father Christmas brought you everything that you wanted in the knitting department as well as everything else. You enjoy some time uh, either on your favourite projects or with your family or doing whatever else it is that you like to do. As you can hear I've got a little bit of the lurgy. I hope it won't be too distracting for you but I just couldn't see you falling out into the cold light of January without a bit of Shiny Bees podcast love to keep me going through those dark mornings ahead. January is always terribly depressing I find and uh, I thought I couldn't let you get on with that by yourselves and go back to work without anything to listen to so I thought I would pop along and uh, give you a little bit of uh, podcast love to get you on your way. Things have been reasonably busy over here. As you can hear, I do have have leggy. Poor old Sammy has been quite sick, little animal, for a couple of weeks actually. Uh, so it's been quite hard work here dealing with a grumpy and sleep deprived child, and therefore sleep deprived rest of the family, particularly me, because the only things that I can sleep through is jet noise and helicopter noise. <laughs> I don't sleep through any other sound whatsoever, so uh, I was awake a lot of the time. We've also just uh, packed my parents off back down south uh, to the noble town of Wigan uh, after a visit from them, so that was quite nice. Quite nice to have those them around for a little while. Otherwise, I've been getting on with a bit of knitting. Uh, Now I'm not working quite so hard. uh, And I've managed to get on with a few projects, which I'll tell you about later. Thank you to all those of you that have been in contact since the last uh, episode. It's great to hear from you. And thank you for those of you that have taken the time to leave me an iTunes review. Again, it's very kind of you. And I do appreciate that it does take a bit of time to do that. It's not the easiest thing. It involves a bit of faffing around um, but it is very much appreciated and it helps other people find the show as well so thank you very much to you for that. In knitting news first of all the two giveaways that were running uh, of a a skein of coach house yarns in the colourway tiger tiger and the um, Zanzi South Africa my needles giveaway have concluded I shall draw those later and let those uh, winners know about their prizes so I can get those off to them. Still ongoing in the giveaway uh, department, we have uh, WTF Knits, which was a book I reviewed on the previous podcast. I'm not sure what went wrong with that review because nobody's entered the giveaway yet. And I don't know if you're all trying to kind of catch up or whether I made it sound like it's really rubbish, um, which isn't the case. I said it, you know, it's got its merits and its own sort of department but that that giveaway is ongoing and if you would like to enter it just pop over to the blog and leave some kind of comment on the blog post for episode 27 and you'll be entered into the giveaway also 
recently announced and uh, Miss Playful sent me an email to tell me about this and I promised I would uh, mention it on the podcast because I think it'll be something that you're interested in or at least some of you will be interested in is that a Playful Day is running a design along competition at the moment in conjunction with Jenny from Fiberspace and um, Kate Atherley who's just released a book that she's written on writing patterns for knitting designers again I think a playful day did uh, review this on her blog and I think she interviewed Kate Atherley as well um, I haven't had a chance to listen to the interview yet because I'm quite behind on my podcast listening uh, a little bit further behind on my podcast listening than I am with my knitting so um as there haven't been any long journeys recently I do like to save them all up for me drive down south so I've not had a chance to listen to that one yet but it is there and I will link to it in the show notes of that. and from what I hear it was a really good interview very interesting but they've all got together to collaborate and create a competition um, where you can if you've never been published on anything other than Ravelry or uh, blogs before you can enter the design along competition and basically the prize for that is yarn support from Fiberspace, a two-hour consultation with uh, Kate Atherley and an hour's consultation with uh, Green Triangle Girl about your yeah, next steps of moving kind of into the, the design sphere, really. Um, as we talked about in episode 27, I think, when we interviewed uh, Sally Cameron, um, it was a very similar thing to this. It wasn't a formal competition, it was actually a swap, but it was a design swap in the South African swap group that actually propelled quite a few people into designing as a proper uh, venture, really. So if it's something that you're curious about or you've got some ideas or you have some patterns that you would like to publish but you're not really sure how to do it or you just fancy a bit of a crack at it, head on over to A Playful Day's blog and there's a thread in her group on Ravelry as well uh, for support and ideas and chat and and consider entering have a look at it see what you think and uh, pop something in you never know and if you're a bit curious about it I'm sure there's going to be loads of tips and things you could pick up from the chat in the group as well she has got uh, quite a large group and lots of kind of uh, knowledgeable knitters and things so I think it'd be quite useful to go along and have a listen so that is the uh, A Playful Day Design Along and it is open now. I will link to that in the show notes for you if you want to go over and check that out. So the Whipping Piccadilly section is a bit of a story of all the greys recently, which is good. I'm quite enjoying the grey smattered by a lot of highly variegated colourful yarn as well uh, I've, I've finished quite a few things actually so I wanted to get another whipping piccadilly section in just so I could be all excited about the stuff I've finished um, I think I got two finished objects in three days so that was a massive coup for me little miss I've got 18 projects on the go so I never finish anything but oh isn't it exciting casting it all on uh, so the first finished object I had was the Cardamom Rose Cowl by Thea Coleman. It is a paid-for pattern and that was knitted in the Eden Cottage Langdale Arran in the stone colourway. It takes uh, two and a half skeins of that yarn to make the cowl, so it's a really big, thick, chunky, extremely warm cowl. 
Uh, I did put a picture up on Instagram the other day of me on the beach in it when it was absolutely freezing. It was uh, still frost on the beach, on the sand at like half three in the afternoon. It was very, very cold. Apart from my neck, which was very, very warm and terribly stylish. So... We went along to the beach to walk the dogs and to uh, I wanted to take some pictures of the knitwear so I could put it on Ravelry because I've not put any of these on Ravelry yet because I'm a bad Raveler. And uh, it, unfortunately it was a little bit too dark by the time we got there to actually um, to take the pictures and put them on uh, and do the, the kind of projects and the designs justice. So we'll have to take some more pictures of those on a terribly lovely and sunny day in Murray. Uh, another time but the pattern itself uh, was very very simple very straightforward it's a six uh, row repeat and really it was only a three row repeat because there was, there was three different things that you had to do in it but um, everyone who's seen it has really liked it it probably isn't a pattern that I'd have picked out myself initially because I tend to like things that are a little bit more kind of fancy looking um, but everyone that's seen it, my mum loved it, she wanted to take it. That's kind of like batter on the hands and tell her she couldn't have it. And uh, another lady uh, that I know saw it and absolutely loved it as well. And uh, it's very versatile, dead easy to kind of throw on, especially in winter, throw on your neck twice, lovely and warm, reasonably quick knit. Uh, if you concentrate, which I didn't, it's been so busy. Once I actually sat down and uh, put my mind to it, it didn't take very long at all to finish. Uh, but I recommend that pattern for if you've got two and a half skins of iron weight yarn lying around, it'd be really good and it'll match most outfits to be honest with you, especially in winter. It's ideal to just kind of throw around your neck and, and off you go feeling cosy. So that was Cardamom Rose by Thea Coleman. And that is quite a new pattern. It was only released at the end of November. So the next thing that I finished was the Hipster Hat, which is a pattern by Tin Can Knits from, I want to say Pacific Knits, the book, one of the books. I'm sure it's Pacific Knits, but the hat is called Hipster. And that, you'll remember, I was knitting for Mealy in the Blacker Yarns West Country Tweed that I was sent to review. Now, I made a bit of a boo-boo because I don't think the yardages on Ravelry were completely right. So I actually cast on a medium and I should have cast on a small. You can get a small hat out of one ball, but not a medium. As I found out when I got to the crown. And... Uh, Right near the end I did run out of yarn, even after kind of cutting the long tail off the long tail cast on and getting a few more stitches out of that, I was still a little bit short so what I did was um, I'd ordered some more yarn from Blacker and I had some grey 50-50 uh, Jacob and mohair blends that matched quite nicely so I just finished off the crown in that so there's a little bit on the crown that looks I mean, if you had a bobble, it would be underneath the bobble. You wouldn't even see it, but he won't wear a pom-pom bobble hat. So it doesn't have a bobble. But it looks fine. It looks like a design feature, like it's meant to be there. And uh, again, that was quite quick. Once I sat down and put my mind to it, it went very, very quickly. Mealy likes the hat. He says it's a little bit itchy. Um, but it hasn't actually been, been washed and blocked yet. He wanted to put it on right away and wear it all the time. And it has been so cold that he did need a hat. So I'm <laughs> Well, you know what, mate, once we've washed it and stuff, it will be a lot softer. So I will uh, take some pictures of that and write a blog post, which I did promise you I would do. Uh, 
uh, to let you know how that yarn is sort of wearing out as it goes along but he likes it said it's dead warm and um, most of the time the wool is over his hair anyway so he can't it doesn't itch it's only when it's in his hands he said it's a bit itchy so I'm sure it will soften up once uh, once it's been washed and things so that was the hipster hat by Tin Can Knits also finished off the needles uh, and loving that still ongoing I have the quadratic shawl by David O'Kelly for Eden Cottage uh, yarns and that is a really simple garter stitch shawl I don't like garter stitch but I do like this one um, because it's been knit in the dye for yarn uh, tornado over London colourway which was from the very first quarter of the Golden Skins Yarn Club for 2014 and it is a 55% merino 45% camel singles yarn and it's got quite a long yardage for 100 grams of fingering weight I think it's nigh on 600 yards so um, I thought I can I can get away with that because it would normally use 150 grams for this shawl of an ordinary yard, average yardage kind of fingering weight. I decided to couple that with the um, self stripe from the second quarter, which was by Desert Vista Dye Works. It was their Viso base, and it was called the Fruits of Summer. And I had some left over from the Fruity Tutti socks, so I thought I'll use that up. It'll look really good with the grey and uh, I am probably about 75% of the way through that. It's really easy pattern, dead easy to memorise, perfect for Christmas gatherings and New Year gatherings where you sat around or if you sat in the pub with your mates and you want something easy to knit then this would be a good option for that. It gets smaller as you go along so the further I get towards the end the quicker it will go so I would imagine it's there's actually not that much knitting left to do on that. Um, I think that is a £3 pattern from memory it is paid for. Um, but it's a brilliant way of just having a play with colour really and having a play with skeins that you've got in the, in your stash and any, any ends because each of the stripes in the pattern, the contrast stripes, only uses about 5 grams of yarn. It's a good way of using up uh, any scraps you've got lying around. So that is Quadratic by David O'Kelly for Eden Cottage Yarns. Also on the needles, uh, we talked about it last time is the Cunha shawl which is a shawl that's been specifically commissioned and designed for the golden skein to celebrate a year of us trading and to say thank you to all our lovely customers uh, and it was specifically designed to use up one skein 400 meters of your nicest loveliest yarn free your golden skein from your stash if you've got one in there and you're not sure what to do with it and you want to show it off and you want it to be out there and Instead of hiding away, suffocating in your stash box, this is the pattern for you. We have quite a lively little long group going. It's a, a crescent shaped shawl with a beaded edge, but you don't have to bead it, you could just do the lace without the beads. Um, some people have already finished, they did it in literally a couple of days. Yes, it was Louise Tilbrook and Louise Riley. <laughs> He was surprisingly fast, now she's not writing a PhD. <laughs> and uh, a lot of other people have just cast on. I've only just cast on myself. I'm knitting that in five moons Diana Four Ply in the Fool's Gold colourway, which I bought at Yarndale and we talked about it in the Yarndale episode. Uh, not this year, the year before. And it is an actual golden skin, it's gold, feels gold, and in no way influenced by having the same name as the Storm Roses track. So I've bought some 
uh, beads from Crystals and Ice, stone in Cardiff, they're fab. Uh, Miyuki triangles, I went for one size bigger on the bead front because, well, I can. And um, I've just cast it on a couple of days ago and because the you get an increase pretty much every row, it grows really, really quickly. So it's very addictive. Again, ideal pub knitting. You can memorise that and until you get to 290 odd stitches, you just do the same thing over and over to grow the shawl out. Loads of stocking stitch, can't really go wrong. It'll work with any kind of yarn. It'll look brilliant with a gradient, look brilliant with a self-stripe, it'll look really good with a, a variegated. And if you've got just an egg classy, semi-solid or a solid, it'll look great with that as well. So there's going to be prizes for the knit along that are coming from some of our dyers from last year of very kindly donated prizes for that. Not that that's the only reason to get into a knit along, but it always helps, I find. Very distressing when you're not actually eligible for any of the prizes, but... Um, there are going to be some good prizes there there's plenty of chat going on uh, the hashtag is TGS1Cal and if you want to come and join in just come and join in, it's going to be running until the 1st of March um, everyone's dead friendly, everyone's dead helpful loads of the usual suspects in there so come and have a laugh with us it's been quite good fun so far um, I don't know when I'm going to finish that soon I hope I'm getting quite into it. It's in my nice little Daisy Bamboo Designs bag. Now that I've got the Thea Coleman colour of there, I can put my new projects in there. It's very cool. So that's all I've got like on the needles and off the needles that I'm actually physically working on. Clearly there are several more whips hiding behind the side of the couch that haven't seen the light of day yet. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about them until they're actual active whips rather than just snoozing whips. They're not hibernating yet, but they're definitely snoozing. So I think we'll go on to our next section, which is a review of the fantastic, no spoilers here, new book by Kate Davies, which is Yokes. So, few books have excited me quite as much as this one did. Uh, again, in no way, nailing any flags, any colours to the mast before we start um, but seeing all the previews for this book on various social media and reading the the blog posts about them from Kate beforehand meant that pretty much as soon as I heard that Fluff was going to be stocking this book I was straight on to Leona uh, not that she does online uh, shopping yet but she does do shopping via WhatsApp so I uh, got straight on to her and pre-ordered a copy of uh, of Yoke's uh, to buy for myself to uh, put in my knitting library and it's the first one of Kate's books that I've actually bought in book form and the title is Yokes and it is 11 signature designs with stories of the sweater that changed the shape of modern knitting by the lovely Kate Davies. Um, if you're not familiar with Kate Davies herself, you probably are familiar with the owl sweater, which is one of her designs, the one with the little owls all around the yoke. Uh, but I'm, I would imagine most of you that are listening to this podcast uh, are familiar with Kate Davies. She lives somewhere over near Loch Lomond, I think. and uh, So she's in Scotland, but she's not Scottish. She is originally from the Northwest, so big up, uh, the Northwest people and uh, I've got her book today and I know a lot of people have got it for Christmas but a lot of people have been interested in it so I thought it might be worth just sharing my uh, thoughts 
on on the book having had chance to have a read through it and uh, and drool over some of the patterns now it's not just a pattern book there are 11 designs in here and what I really like is for each style of design that she's done she's also written essays to go with it which is something she does in a lot of her books so at the start the first kind of section is why yokes uh, a versatile garment with a fascinating history and an enduring appeal so it goes through a lot of details of why she's interested in yokes and some of the background to it and then what i think is really interesting is she then goes into different types of yokes that come from different countries so she's got greenland norwegian yokes she's got uh, the bohus yoke shetland uh, tree and star and a lot of background into that and a little picture of little louise scully her mummy's in there as well picture of her mum it looks like her i was like oh yeah it's definitely your mum um then she talks about Icelandic yokes and there's a conversation with Meg Swanson who talks about Elizabeth Zimmerman and then uh, she goes on to yoke connections as symbols of identity and difference and the meanings behind different yokes for their wearers. So you've already, before you've even got to the patterns, got 43 pages pretty much of uh background and further reading and lots of the story behind the different kinds of yokes how they originated why she decided to put them in there uh, for a knitting geek it is it's just kind of pure heaven really to, to read through all of it in a very kind of condensed form very accessible enough to pique your interest but she's also included a bibliography so if you want to go into it in even more detail you've got a brilliant place to start and um I'm still working through some of the articles, uh, but they're really interesting, really well written. She's got a really uh, sort of concise and uh, engaging writing style, which means that you just want to carry on hearing the story. On to the designs. <laughs> they're really nice. The first one is a uh, poncho called Jerkle. I think it's Jerkle. It's one of those O's with the little dots on top and I'm always awful at pronouncing anything remotely like that. Which is, like I said, a little poncho with a zigzag yoke around the top. Looks very cosy. Then uh, it goes on to epistrophe and she's just uh, released a hat as well with this pattern on it. It's kind of like a diamond shape pattern that goes around the top of the yoke and it's a long sleeved cardigan. Then you've got the Keith Moon, which is quite a 60s designed, mod inspired, boat neck sweater with two stripes of contrasting colour, blue and red, which I know has been very popular. A lot of people have said they want to knit that one. I don't think I would knit that one because because um, I'm so short, it just wouldn't work around my neck because I've got quite a short neck as well. I'd look like I was being beheaded, but I think she's quite tall because it suits her. It looks really nice. Um, then there is Fintree which is a patterned textured yoke for a cardigan that looks really wearable and you could do it any kind of yarn and it would work in most outfits then you've got Buchanan which is it's dead pretty she's got a little matching kilt on as well the same colours and that is again a really kind of tall and thin patterned yoke 
uh, goes around a lot more of the shoulders than you may be used to to seeing. Then there is Esther Soliha, Soliha, um, again, which is another uh, sweater that has got the patterned yoke on it. Foxglove is a cardigan with a foxglove yoke uh, that goes around the top. Then you have one of one of my favourites, cockatoo bray, which is the one off the cover of the book, and that is the Shetland Star and Tree patterned one. And I thought that the articles that went along with that that talk about the rise in kind of Shetland knitting and how it expanded to do with the oil boom and uh, how they kind of got around it by sort of machine knitting part of it and hand knitting part of it so you had like products to get out was really interesting then you have a really pretty sweater called bluebells with a bluebell design around the neck around the waist around the cuffs of your sleeve then you have my absolute favorite and the reason why i bought the book which is frost at midnight and this is a lace weight cardigan with a v-neck and round the yoke is a beaded tree motif that's repeated around the yoke that's really pretty and delicate looking and it's just beautiful and I saw it and I was like right I'm buying that book because I like that pattern uh, so much that I need to have the book frankly so that was my absolute favourite from from the book it only has a couple of buttons at the top by the yoke and I think I will probably put buttons all the way down um, but really really pretty garment that and really interesting to see beads used in a yoke um, it's not really something I've seen that often before and uh, something I think that I will definitely have a try at particularly after the Kunya knit along where we've been doing some beading um, my head will be in the bead game so I think I will uh, put that on my list for next year and then we have Westering Home which is a really warm looking uh, cabled textured uh, long cardigan so you've got quite a range of designs there and what I would say is she also gives quite good notes to adjust the patterns to suit your own shape some of the patterns won't suit everyone for instance I think I wouldn't really personally wouldn't suit me would be the Keith Moon and probably the westering home because it's quite a large garment and it's so thick and cosy that I think you probably need to be a little bit taller to carry it off Um, there might be a way that you could adjust it and maybe do it in a lighter weight uh, yarn to suit someone as small as me I'm, I'm only five foot three so a lot of things don't suit me because I'm so little um, but I think the book itself it is definitely one of those books that's going to become a classic and one of those ones that you're going to need on your shelf really there are lots of notes on techniques in the background as in the back of the book as well to accompany the patterns i wouldn't say it was for total beginners but then i guess what color work really is um there is definitely a level of assumed knowledge there however a lot of the things that are mentioned you could easily go and look up and you probably would go and look up anyway I know I certainly would uh, go and look up on YouTube and find a video for it because I don't really get on very well with drawn diagrams of patterns um, but just to wrap up I will read the blurb off the back of the book for you 
and it, it says in this exciting new book writer and designer kate davies unravels the tale of one of the 20th century's most distinctive sweater styles the circular yoke from shetland and iceland to canada and sweden kate's essays and conversations take you on a journey around the north atlantic exploring the yoke's intriguing and often surprising regional narratives a garment with unexpected national and political resonances, an important marker of personal and cultural identity, a fashionable barometer of trends and technical transformations from the 1920s to today, yokes have connected the lives and livelihoods of many different women. In this book, you'll hear the voices of those women, from designers to artists, from knitters to entrepreneurs. You'll read about Elizabeth Zimmerman's seamless innovations, learn more of Kirsten Olsen's Nitalia aesthetics and discover the, fina- uh, the fascinating influence of the Greenlandic Nulabut. The essays and conversations are accompanied by a collection of 11 signature yoke patterns, featuring a wide range of design elements from colour work and cables to beads and texture. Kate has created a yoke for every knitter. So take up your needles, open up this book and discover the story of the sweater that changed the shape of modern knitting. I would agree with that, as I said before, I think there is something for everyone in this and I think the other thing that is quite good is she's created some really beautiful classic designs like the one on the front with the Shetland star and the trees. But there's also a lot of ways you could play with colour within these yourselves. And if the colours don't really suit you, you could swap them in, swap them out. And really kind of take these designs and make them your own. And I think it would also be a good way to kind of get your confidence up really with, you know, stranded knitting. And trying a few different techniques that maybe you wouldn't necessarily try because the finished uh, garments are so pretty. And the, the patterns are really well written, very clear very easy to follow and although the techniques within them maybe aren't the easiest especially for the beginner knitter I think there's definitely at least going to be enough people knitting them that you'll be able to get quite a bit of help if you need it the book retails at 19.99 and it is available from Kate herself as well as a, a number of different knitting shops and outlets uh, around the UK as I say I got mine from Fluff it came in a lovely padded envelope addressed to Mrs Shiny Bees, which I'm sure <laughs> amused the postman no end. And I've got some little candy canes in there as well. It was brilliant. So that is my review of Kate Davies' Knits Yokes, uh, which is available now at price As the cocktail of drugs that I've taken to allow me to record this podcast in the first place it now appears to be sadly wearing off, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. Uh, but I wish to say thank you very much for listening and I hope you all have a happy Hogmanay. And for those of you that already have, have fallen into the cold light of day uh, in the uh, east of, of the world and are already in January, I hope you enjoyed your New Year's celebration. Thank you very much for your support and listening throughout the whole of this year. I hope you'll continue to join us through 2015 where we've got lots of big, exciting plans, knit-alongs, you name it. Uh, We're furiously working on that at the moment to uh, take Shiny Bees up to to the next knitting level uh, in 2015. It is the year of the sheep, 
so it would be remiss of us not to and I hope to uh, a lot of you will be joining us there and hope to see you all again very soon happy crafting and uh, speak to you on the other side thank you for listening to the shiny bees podcast show notes to this episode can be found on the blog at www.shinybees.com I'm Shiny Bees on Ravelry, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest and Facebook, so feel free to give me a shout. Or you can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided courtesy of Music Alley and is by Adam and the Walter Boys. It's I Need a Drink. I need a-